Hey, welcome to No Drinks in the Booth podcast. Back with another classic episode. Episode 10, we made it 10 episodes. It's a miracle. And today is Pav's topic and his greatest hip-hop album of all time. Um, as always, in the booth with me, B. Young's number one fan, Pavan Saki, and the king of the stream again, Chris Watson. Holding it all together, as always, is myself, Waykadir. How is everyone doing, Pav? Yeah, I'm doing great, mate, to be fair. Obviously... We're still living in these in these 10 p.m. lives. Don't know what the fuck. I think it's bullshit anyway. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've had a few gigs over the last like sort of week or two. Got a couple this week. So life's treating me good, man. Feel, feeling feeling blessed. Feeling blessed. Um, I do have one pet peeve for this week though, which is a new rule. Um, sorry to rant like literally 30 seconds into the pod. Went to the covered wagon yesterday with the boys. Watched the football. <laughs> So there's no one in the queue, yeah. There's no there's one guy in front of me and he's about to sit down on the table that's next to the door because they seat everyone and that's his table. And so I've walked in. So obviously now if you go into a restaurant or a pub, if you're not eating or drinking, you need to have your mask on. So I was waiting in the queue and there was like literally one person and I was going to sit on the next table and mm. then the waiter was like, oh, can you put your mask on? And I was like, bro, I was like, in literally three seconds, you are going to sit me there and I'm going to order a pint of Cobra and take it off. Can we please have some fucking common sense? And he was like, no. So I had to take it out, put the mask on for him to go, oh, do you want to sit at that table approximately three feet away from where I'm standing? And I was like, yeah, sat down, took it off. Fucking bullshit. But otherwise, yeah, I'm doing great, mate. <laughs> be honest. Chris? <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, pretty good. Uh, did actually go to the pub on Friday. And yeah, literally it is out by 10 p.m., which is pretty crazy. Uh, we literally like last orders at nine, wasn't it, or something? I'm not sure what it was like with you, Pav, but it we're, was We're like, half mm, nine here, mate. Half nine or pushing it. Pushing we're, li- it. we're living it to the edge. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, I had uh, a track I produced come out. Uh, a few days ago that's like doing some crazy numbers in a minute which is always great to see and also yeah works like still going good obviously no DJing still waiting on that but thanks to the new lockdown uh, rules that's going to be a long time a long time away Mm. I think so uh, that aside still just cracking on and working and trying to keep things moving really Um, what about you Wade how are you? yeah I'm good this 10pm curfew is a load of rubbish uh we all know that. I don't want to get political, yeah. but what a load of rubbish. Uh, I went to the pub Saturday as well. I went for no. a pub lunch. Yeah, I went for a pub, oh, pub lunch. So, I was um, going to say, just, the, day just, I yeah. you, the, day, wait, the day I see you in a pub at 10pm, I'm going to come and put my arm around you and say, Wade, what's gone wrong, mate? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I went for a pub lunch. Uh, it was the same sort of thing. They was like, can you... Well, it's slightly different to Pav's story, but I'll tell it quickly. So they said, can you scan the QR code, please? test and trace app because that is out and everyone should get it even though it don't work properly uh and it didn't scan because there was an error with their qr code which is the one they've got from the government website oh yeah i had, i've had the same problems like, <laughs> so at my gig, they, they, my gig they do the same thing you have to scan when you walk in and i was like yeah but it don't scan like it doesn't even scan yeah. on the camera app because it's meant for the 
NHS yeah. app. And that also is, oh, actually, no, it's not an NHS app. I can't cuss them. It's a circle app. Yeah, Don't it's a circle app. Yeah. But basically what we've clarified is all politicians are cunts. Let's talk about some music. <laughs> well, my point was it didn't work. And the woman was like, oh, well, you can't, you can't have your table until it works. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, it's not my fault. And then the manager come over and was just getting really annoyed with the QR thing because he's obviously had these problems all day and just ripped it up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just was like, it took us to our table, but the food was nice and the company was good as well. It was some, some people I work with. Uh, it was, it was actually really nice. It was nice to have a little bit of normality, even though the tables weren't two meters apart and all that stuff. So Boris is still a dickhead. Uh, should we do news today? Yeah, let, hmm. let's talk less about government. They're still pissing me off. So, yeah, let's talk about some music, man. Okay. Okay, first headline today in the news is a big one. After 15 years at Radio 1 and 1 Extra, Mr. Jam has left the building. Uh, I will tell you who's <laughs> taking over before I get your opinions. Reese Parkinson takes over his 1 Extra drive time show. And Charlie Hedges takes over dance anthems. I know we're all fans of Mr. Jam in our own ways and, and collectively as well. Like dance anthems, I know Chris, you love that. So do I. Pav, I know you're a fan of Mr. Jam. And I've been listening to him since he was on One Extra, since he started. So, yeah, thoughts. Who's going first? Pav? Uh, Chris, you go first because you've just I'll spoke. i first. Oh, I love that. Um, I love how, I love how get, we were all just my... waiting for one person to talk because Wade didn't give a name like he normally does. And we were just sitting there like, <laughs> nobody wants to talk Let, over anybody. <laughs> Wade is the podmaster, so the name yeah. he says is the, is the name that needs to go. We were he's waiting. Like, he's like the yeah. Harry Potter sorting hat. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris, Pav, we're lost about Wade. We're lost. <laughs> yeah, we use both far. Uh, Chris, you have the talking stick, please. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, oh, wow. Mr. Jam, legend, an amazing presenter. So, um, yeah, this is actually, to be honest, um, when I saw this, I was like, wow, that's actually a blow. Like, I was like, oh, mm. like, where, like, I was actually in my head, I was like, where am I going to listen to Mr. Jam? Because he's one of the radio shows I do listen to as an actual fan. So, yeah, I do. is he going to, uh, I don't know this, if you're going to kind of say this as part of the news way, but is he going to go to Apple? Is that the... Hope the vibe, so. or? Well, there's there's no um, as of right at this moment when we're recording the podcast, he's left Radio One and One Extra. His last show would have been Saturday, just gone. Uh, there's no news on what he's doing next. He hasn't put anything, and my Apple insiders don't know anything. Uh, they won't tell me <laughs> nothing. So he could be. Who knows where he's going? Uh, I don't know though. Mm, okay. Yeah, uh, that's a blow. That's a blow. Mm. I'm going to yeah. double check though. I'm literally getting <laughs> on Google. I don't think he's released just to double I feel check. like if he had announced where he was going, one of us would have found out. But yeah. it's a sad day. I feel like uh, I don't want to sound like Haiti or like one of these nostalgic people. I feel like as every presenter leaves either Radio 1 or 1 Extra, it just gets progressively worse. Like the the, the talent that they've lost, like when, when they lost Zane Lowe, I was like, yeah, mm. but he's going to work for Apple. And now he's basically beats one god. And then like Semtex left and then like Charlie yeah. Sloth left and yeah. now Mr. Jam's leaving and you're like, he was like the the one old school guy like holding it down for the mandem. And mm. he's a sick guy. I really like him because he falls in that great bracket, which I think all three of us do, where he's a massive hip hop head, but really actually knows his house and dance music as well. Like he's mm. really sitting in the middle of the two. And he can play them both. So I feel like from a DJ's perspective as well, we all have that like 
mutual respect for him that he's a fucking legend, which he is. So it's sad yeah. to see him go. Um, if he doesn't go to Apple, I'll be really surprised. Yeah, what is he going to do? Like, where else would he go? Or Spotify. Spotify's the only other one. Obviously, Semtex was at Spotify for a little bit. Yeah. It to would, do what, it, though? Podcasts? Um, so, you know, the uh, Who We Be playlist, he was curating some of that. Yeah. Uh, and then he was doing the Who We Be Talks uh, podcast with, like, a, every artist imaginable under the sun, pretty much. He's on um, Capital mm. Extra now, Rainy Semtex. Yeah. Well, he was, he was doing both at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they let him. Uh, well, the... The, I think the hard thing is I hope Mr. Jam goes to maybe Apple because mm. it's it, Apple seems like they pick the cream of the crop, especially from Radio 1 and 1 Extra, <laughs> because look at Zane Lowe, Charlie Sloth, uh, hopefully Mr. Jam. It's, uh, it's a trend that Apple have. They obviously, yeah. when Zane Lowe went over, they obviously was like, well, here, bring, bring over some of the best. Uh, and that was a few years ago. So I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm excited to see what he does next. He's a fantastic DJ and he's a f- he's as good as he is as a DJ. He's an even better presenter. And that's like is, saying something. That's some, saying something. Uh, he's a really nice guy whenever I've worked with him. I mm. think you said the same thing, Pav. I, I yeah, think we all wish, wish him the best of luck. Okay, what are your thoughts on Reese Parkinson taking over the one extra drive time and Charlie Hedges taking over dance anthems? Uh, Pav? I'm going to completely level with all of you, not listen to any of them. So I can't even say like, yeah, they're going to be sick. Uh, you'd struggle because they don't start. Reese Parkinson don't start until yesterday for everyone listening to the podcast. And Charlie Hedges actually doesn't start until Saturday. Have they, have they been on radio on before? I've never listened. I don't, I literally don't listen to radio unless someone I know is on basically yes so reese parkinson i'm pretty sure is on one extra charlie hedges is from the famous ricky melvin and charlie from kiss which are now on radio oh, one. Is it that one. Oh well he's a legend so that should be all right can't, can't uh, see too much of an issue charlie is a girl by the way ledge they're still having it that, <laughs> that group was just legendary <laughs> pat has no clue about any of these people. basically what i'm gonna what i'm gonna caveat this with is i don't listen to the radio because i literally only listen to podcast chris what do you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've said th- i've said this before on the pod i don't really listen to radio hardly at all like all so my music i get through spotify youtube like soundcloud <laughs> well so, qu- quickly can i just interrupt but i know I, these people are, i know these I, guys are. i was gonna say you are a fan of dance anthems when mr jam done it yeah, so yeah i can understand about the reese parkinson one not really having a clue but what do you think dance anthems will be like with charlie hedges are you excited are you just not gonna listen now mr jam's not there like what's no. the What's the I think feeling? Cha- I, I think Charlie's really good. I listened to her show on Kiss and she's got like, you know, great radio voice and she really knows that dance music and she actually co-produces some tracks as well. So she's mm-hmm. got that kind of side to it. So she's definitely kind of about it and I think she's going to do really well. I actually know Reese Parkinson as well. Um, he's quality. He's really good. Yep. I watched his interviews on YouTube. He's a really good interviewer. Like he's one of these interviewers that like really can get the person they're interviewing like on a level. It's more of just like a conversation as opposed to an interview. So that's where I've seen Reese Parkinson from. I think yeah. he's going to do really well on one extra. Uh, Joe, you know I as sad as I am to see Mr. Jam go, I think Reese will do fantastic on one extra because I think he will slot in very nicely to their already stacked roster. And Charlie with dance anthems is sort of a no-brainer. She's been championing electronic and dance music from back at kiss to now radio mm. one so I, I wish him the mm. best of luck and i'm sure we'll have more to talk about when it comes to these two in the future okay moving mm. on 
Pioneer DJ, which we're all fans of. If they could send us some free stuff, that'd be great. Pioneer yeah. DJ tease the S9 version 2, which is a DJ mixer, specifically a battle mixer, um, set to drop on October 15th. I'm going to tell you what I think about this first, because I'm sitting next to an S9. Uh, I'm really excited, but I don't really... Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd pick it up, but I'm not going to... Um, the only thing I think is, what more can you put into it? Because for me, I know it's slightly behind some of the remixes, but for me, it literally has everything I want and need. So I wouldn't upgrade. And the fact I'm broke, so I'm not DJing. Um, so <laughs> that's my <laughs> thoughts on the S9 coming, S9 V2, if that's what it is coming out. Pav? Um, yes, I've been keeping up to date with the leaks and all the bits and bobs that are coming out because pretty much every leak seems to be spot on these days. Like yeah. if a leak comes out about two weeks before something's coming out, you just assume that that's the product because that's just how it works now. Like nothing is secret. Like we saw it with the CDJ 3000. I've seen some leaks for this new S9. I've heard it's going to be called the S11. Right. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um I've seen a lot of mock-ups with it looking a bit like a DJM 909, which was like an old school, the original. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the Legendary. original. The only things I can think that they'll add is um, a screen. Mm. So I think they might add a screen, a bit like Ode to the 909, but also the Rain 72, which has one now. Uh, maybe a USB hub at the back. Um mm if they're fancy, like if they're feeling frisky about it. Um, the only other thing, which is literally the only complaint I've ever heard of the S9, is that the pads, you can't have separate yeah. settings on the pad. So if it's hot cues, it's hot cues on both sides, not like hot cue and sample on one side, which both the reins do, the 70 and the 72. So that's the only thing. Apart from that, they'll just do the standard, yep, here's a brand new crossfader, guys. Oh yeah, we're now at 476 fucking bitrate for this kilohertz for this like sound card. Yeah. Here you guys go. You won't notice it because you're playing on a shitty sound system in the club, but have it anyway. And after that, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. it. That can't really be anything else, can it? Not really. No, not really. I don't think the screen thing to me, I couldn't live without it. Like, I've never had a mixer with a screen, so I don't really care. Uh, the separate pad thing, I actually have used the rain that's got it, and it's good. Like, I like the separate pads, but it didn't make it or break it. It was yeah. just a, a good little feature that the S9 didn't have. Um, Chris? Yeah, I think um, they're going to change the pads. I think they're also going to add probably coloured pads to match the cue points in Serato. They like they've done on the controllers. They're, they're, Chris, they're coloured already. What, on the S9? Yeah. They're, they're clear and they will light up in LED colour, whatever colour your cue is. Do oh, when you I... put the cue points yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, on the on the hot cue panel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's just literally going to be the individual pads on, on set of pads on either side, plus obviously some other like... It's basically know, just the, here is the, the S9, here is the S9 Mark II, which is basically the S9 with one upgrade and also £400 more expensive. Yeah, who's got money for this? Well, quickly before we move on from this story, the thing I'd want to get your views on is: Do you think with pioneer of the industry standard for anyone that don't know of DJ equipment, uh, in in sort of all our opinion, do you think they are even though this stuff was set to release this year at this time, it would have been wiser for them to maybe push it back 
a year or six months or however long because no one will be buying them as much um, as we might want to. Yeah. You know. uh, um, have gone. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not sure. I think, so I've watched a couple of videos about this and they've kind of said, well, sort of the way the release schedules work, like they've been building for like maybe a year, year and a half up to this. So it's kind of a bit harder for them to be like, oh yeah, we know coronavirus, but like we, yeah, we need to push this six months because kind of the tech gets a bit sort of lost and they need that time mm. for all the people that they send it out to, to kind of do all the beta testing and all that kind of stuff yeah. for the upgrades. Uh, that's one. The other one is obviously they have a lot of sitting stock then because they've already made it. Um, and the way that their stock works at the moment, certain pioneer stuff, because it's really hard to get made at the moment um, yeah. because of like import export restrictions, etc. Um, it's actually like selling out basically instantly. Like if you buy anything, it's basically sold out straight away. They had a back order on DJM 250s, which is like the shittest one they make. Uh, but that kind of says something like everything has a back order already. So I yeah. think they thought, oh, right. Well, if James Hype and all of his friends buy a pair, which because they can all afford it because they charge 10 grand a gig, we're kind of sorted. Like that's all of them sold. And then we'll just wait for the next batch in like four months and just yeah. see how it goes. Still hurts mm. though. Chris? Yeah. Um, sorry, Wade, you're going to have to repeat the question, mate. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> podcasting at its finest guys no drinks in the booth attentive as always so uh, it's the first time it's ever happened though big shout basically uh, basically what i said is uh, pioneer obviously released the cdj 3000 this year uh few uh when did that come out last month uh, and now they're teasing the s9 v2 or s11 or whatever it's gonna be called on october 15th obviously there's logistical reasons why they can't push it back but do you think mm. they maybe should have held on the releases because one no DJs are actually buying them, and two, no venues are buying them. So yeah, I mean, it's it seems insane to me. Like they can't move them, move it back. I mean, I know they might have like as well as what Pav said, they might have uh, kind of contracted agreements with things like festival companies, events yeah. companies, where they're going to buy. Okay, we're going to buy fifty sets for our festivals here, there, there, and this venue, you know, etc. So that we never know what's going on behind the scenes. It could be something like that. But just in terms of in terms of like simple terms, I mean, they're delivering not just one or two, but like several high end products at a time where people don't have in a, in in a lot of countries disposable income. You know, mm. um, although remember you've got to think it's a global company. So I mean, I'm sorry, I've done. I'm going slightly off track here, but I was just looking at this post the other day about Wuhan, like where the COVID thing yo they're started. partying, aren't they? And I'm just Having thinking festivals. like. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what the situation is in the whole of China, but I'm just looking at those articles, like, obviously, they're going to be selling this equipment to China and, and places like that, which have kind of been dealing with what we're dealing with in a minute with COVID, like, you know, six months ago. Mm. So maybe they're just selling it to those markets and there's, there's no issues whatsoever. You know, it could be that. Yeah, well, they are a global company and obviously Asia is a big market for them, same way as it is for a lot I of companies. I can't see any nightclubs buying them. Particularly no. in this country, because pretty much all of them are going to go bust in about a month. That's just yeah. a fact, pretty much, with this 10pm shit. Um, I can't see anyone else buying them, though. Like I, can't, I can only see the, like, the, the enthusiasts that are mega rich and the rich kids that want to start DJing because they're at home. Like, yeah, because, sorry, not to interrupt you, but the, some of the bigger DJs will get seeded them. 
Uh, so yeah. they will get gifted them, basically. Yeah, so, like James Hype's already got a pair. Um, I, I'd imagine the amount that they send out for like review and to friends will probably cover the first lot pretty much anyway. I know a friend, mm. one of my friends had six of them. He's got like a yeah. higher company, but he bought six, but then sold four because he knew that somebody was like, because they're going to go out of stock. So he was an yeah. arsehole and sold them for a profit because he's a wanker. Um, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll get to play it. Well, same as you guys. I don't think any of us will get to play on one for about two years. Nah, nah. Uh, look, shout out to Pioneer, constantly moving the needle for technology. We're all big fans. But just, uh, can you just give this a pair so we can try Even, them out? Just send we'll us some stickers. Them. I mean, I'll, I'll have them. Like, if it's free. <laughs> free is free. Just, you still got to pay se- delivery charge. Yeah, just send me a t-shirt. I'll be happy with it. Okay, moving on. One of our favourite people to talk about, Kanye West, the mighty Kanye West, uh, teased a new song which samples the hugely legendary Lauren Hill and the song Do Wop. Uh, it's entitled Believe What I Say. Um, he tweeted a video clip of it. He was on a boat and Kim Kardashian West retweeted it with a fire emoji. Um, I listened to them. I think it's about a minute and a half. I listened to the clip. I thought it sounded pretty sick. Guys, thoughts, Pav? I mean, Kanye's just a goat, isn't it? I feel like for all his talking, if he just he can just make a fire beat though, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, Oh yeah, we we hate Kanye, oh we love Kanye, oh this, that. But if he releases a song, it's gonna go number one because he's just a goat, pretty much. I think of this generation. I think I think there's very few people that are like on his level. Yeah, yeah, no, so I'm, I, I, so I'm excited I for agree. it. I, I genuinely, I'm struggling to think of names in this generation. Like I'm not counting like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and those kind of people because they're like not this generation. But like I'm thinking like 2006 onwards. The only person I think that's had the same amount of commercial success is probably Drake. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Different, yeah. Slightly different times and different artists, but. Eminem. Eminem. 50. Yeah. I mean, and at this point now, we're clutching at straws to come up with names. We're literally like, who are the goats that have worked with Dr. Dre after Dr. Dre? Yeah, <laughs> That's true. basically what we're playing here. Um, I don't think there's anyone else, but he's just, too, he's too good. He is just too good. Pharrell? Yeah, Pharrell is, yeah, I think Pharrell was a bit of a, a different one because Pharrell is obviously mainly a producer and secondly an artist. Yeah, There's but like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're clutching at straws. The guy's too good. Yeah, Fro is legendary though. Chris, thoughts on the Believe What I Say song that samples Lauren Hill? Yeah, I think all the hype he's kind of been creating the last like few weeks and like PR from his Twitter and, you know, the Grammy thing and all of this stuff. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to get a lot of streams like straight away and, and all the rest of it. So um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to do really well. And obviously when you've got like your wife, who's Kim Kardashian supporting it, like you're going to do well. So uh, yeah, it's going to be big, I think, whenever he drops it. Yeah, and shout out to all the Kardashian fans that are really sad because that series is ending. That's okay. mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a separate thing. Shout out to E cashing in on the Kardashians. Okay, <laughs> sh- should we move on? Let's do some reviews. Yeah. Okay, as always, you can listen to all the tracks we speak about today. They are in our Spotify playlist and our YouTube playlist under no drinks in the booth make sure you check it out because me and chris put in the work to do it so it means a lot to us if you check it out 
they, and Pavli- they put, yeah, they put in the work, and I just shit on all the songs. <laughs> yeah, but Pav listens to the playlist. He's the uh, number one fan of our playlist. <laughs> okay, uh, but as always, make sure you search it and shout out to everyone that already downloads the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and watches us on YouTube. Shout out to you. You're the real MVPs. Okay, should we uh, get into it then, yeah? First track? Let's mm. go. Mm. Okay, first track is by Travis Scott. It features Young Thug and MIA. It is called Franchise. Pav? So I'm not really a Travis Scott fan. Uh, It's not my kind of style of music. Uh, Obviously, guys, I'm a UK hip-hop guy and not really a US. But I didn't mind this song. Like, I don't love it, but I definitely don't hate it. And if I was going to listen to a Travis Scott song, this would be one of them. So I gave it a three out of five. I thought the beat was decent. I thought his bars were cool. No complaints. Cool. Chris? Yeah, it didn't really make me go crazy. Uh, it was just kind of very middle of the road for me, in in, in honesty, with this song. Um, so I'm going to go with three out of five drinks for me. Okay. Uh, franchise, Travis Scott featuring Young Thug and M.I.A., I give it five because I I, I like I like MIA. Fanboy like confirmed. Well, I'm actually not the biggest Travis Scott fan. I like Travis Scott a lot, like from days before the rodeo and rodeo and all that. Uh, I wasn't a big th- fan of Astro World. I didn't mind it, uh, but the beat hits hard. It sounds sick as a Travis Scott song. The features are sick. Getting an MIA feature is not easy, and. For any sneakerheads, please check out the video because it's filmed at Michael Jordan's Chicago estate, uh, which you can oh, buy wow. as well because it's on the market. So if anyone's got a lot of money, you can buy that. Okay, moving on. But buy the podcast first because we need to get paid, yo. Yeah, please subscribe <laughs> to a podcast. We're all broke. Uh, moving on. Second track is called Miss Me. It's by Mo Stack and AJ Tracy. Chris? Yeah, I really like this one. Um, the track is a bop. That's what I put in my notes. I was like, this is a bop. Um, I don't even use that word that much. But um, <laughs> I swear uh, the video is like a massive, it's kind of massively borrowed from Walk It Like I Talk It though. The Mate, Drake and Migos I literally video. have that written down. That's the first thing I, I saw when, when I saw the video. Um, but AJ Tracy's is uh, quality uh, and the track is a bop. Yeah, I said it. So uh, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it four out of five drinks. I think it's a good track. Pev, yeah. So I wanted to be the one that was like, oh yeah, do you know that the Migos video? Walk it like I talk it. But obviously that's not happening now because Chris has stolen my thunder. Um, but it's Sorry, stolen mate. from. It's stolen from. But it's not stolen. It's professionally recreated of the American show. Is it called Soul Jam? Is that the one? I feel like Wade, you would know this, which is why Sorry. I'm like, I'm speaking in uh, question form. Um, yeah, I think it's called Soul Jam. <laughs> it's called Soul Jam, which is, uh, that's one, that's one point against it for me. Cause I'm like, that's great. But Migos already did that. Like uh, come up with a new idea guys. Like at least like, so I didn't like that. The tune was all right for me. Like I said, it was cool. But for me, I've got a bit of a thing with Mostack cause I love Mostack. But I feel like a lot of his music is starting to sound a bit samey at the moment. And this was also a problem for me with this song. Just felt like I could have told you what this song sounded like before it even came out. Uh, And with AJ on it, I thought, oh, it might be like a bit different, but it wasn't. So I give it a three because I still think it's a cool tune. But I feel like I wanted it to be like a four or a five, but the song just wasn't there for me. Yeah, I gave Miss Me, Mostak, and AJ Tracy a four. Uh, 
I put it to vibe. <laughs> so that's that's similar Can't to Chris's that. one. Uh, I really like AJ Tracy lately. I just feel like he's very popular, but very underrated how good he is. I he's know like that's a, a weird comparison. He's sitting in that middle ground of being able to be a proper grime artist, but also being able to do pop songs and nobody yeah. cares that he does both. Yeah, uh, I really like this. I thought it was good from Mo Stack. Um, I get what you mean, Pav. Some of his stuff is sounding a bit samey, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a vibe. So it gets four drinks <laughs> out of five from me. Okay, moving on. Annabelle England. England. And MK, the track is called Underwater. Chris, this is your sort of jam, so you can go first. Yeah, this, this, this track's great. Uh, it's kind of slightly different to what MK has been producing over the last kind of few years. I've not heard something from him like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album artwork is awesome as well. And I'm sure unless it is already, there's going to be a really good video. Mm. So yeah, I was kind of, I was feeling this one. It was good. Uh, so a four out of five drinks for me. Pav? Uh, I give it a three. Um, for my standard didn't think it was shit didn't think it was amazing but can't complain would listen again would probably play yeah I think that's that's fair Underwater Annabelle England and uh, MK I gave it a three as well just because I don't know maybe I expected more because it had MK's name on it it wasn't bad by any stretch like it just yeah yeah I don't know I'm used to MK producing nothing but literal anthems so maybe it's because I Mm. hold him to such a high standard so it just gets three but there's nothing wrong with that okay the next track path we're going to come to last I think Uh, it's 808 by the Beat Freaks it features Dutchavelli Dig That and Pav's favourite Be Young Uh, I was actually going to change my name to P Young just to be matching (laughs) (laughs) I gave it a three uh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, meh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind it. Um, the beat freak, the beat is sick. Like, I, I do think the beat's good. Uh, I don't mind Dutchavelli. Dig that's okay. Be Young's, it, it just skates. It skates with a three. I don't know if I'd play it. I think it's a good song, but I don't think it's like what I associate with the beat freak. So it gets a three. Chris? Yeah, the track's good. Uh, the beat, you're right, is is cool. I mean, you know, when you're kind of, putting yourself on the the name of the record as a producer and doing that thing like you have to deliver on the beat and they definitely mm. did um but my favorite thing about this song actually is not even the song it's the the youtube comments on the youtube video <laughs> um it's, it's my favorite thing to, to read through because it started with like you know like the drake's the kind of guy to you know whatever like cry or whatever yeah, yeah. and then now it's like Dutchavelli's the kind of guy to to I can't, I wish I could think of him now. I should have like prepared them, um, but it's like Let's just have you know a look. like Dutchavelli's the kind of guy like his parents ask him to go out or something or like you know when teachers speak to Dutchavelli like they have to raise their hand this kind of thing. Like I just love that stuff. I see it's so funny. So um, yeah, the comments. That's five out of five drinks. I've just got up the video just to cut you there. Um, yeah, they're all of them. The thing is on this one, it's getting like silly now. Like all of them are like these uh, comments. Do you, want, do you want me to hit um, you with a couple? Go on, just do a couple um, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Dutch goes to the club, the bouncers show him their ID. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, when, when, when Dutch was born, the doctors turned to his mother and said, it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh my um, God. the teachers are nervous at Dutchavelli's first day of school. 
like, like there's so many <laughs> there's so many like you just keep going like, sorry and the, so and the best one why does dig that look like a teenage mutant ninja turtle <laughs> oh yeah i did see that one as well that, that was that's the odd one out <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the comments are just are just sorry, so funny. Sorry, so. I just need to do one more just because on, it's absolute fire. Duchavelli doesn't shower with water. He just stares at the shower head until it cries. <laughs> 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 this is amazing. I remember that one. That was so good, that one. That was so good. But it, okay. the thing is, it, it's on all his other videos as well. It's just so funny. It's so um, good. But yeah, so I'll give the song three out of five uh, comments, five out of five. Okay, for everyone listening or watching, prepare yourself because Pav's going to review this next. And uh, we all know Pav's thoughts on Be Young. Oh, so God. Pav, the floor is go. yours. Oh, well, the song's just fucking shit, isn't it? No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> it's actually all right, which is the problem, um, oh. which which made me feel bad. So I know we've really hyped this up. Like We've been on the WhatsApp group where we like, oh shit, it's a Be Young song, guys. Like, get ready mm. for the rant. It's mm. just not bad. It's well, all quickly, right. If anyone hyped it up, it's you, because we thought, oh, Pav's going to definitely go in on this one. Yeah, it's like, it's okay. Like, B-Young's bit's okay, because he's doing minimal amounts, which is obviously better for the song, because B-Young. Um, wow. I kind of feel the same as you, Chris, when you're talking about... He's the, not disappointing, Wade. But when, we're talking yeah. about, when we're talking about the Beat Freaks and the tunes that they make themselves, I feel a little bit half and half with it, because... Mm. They're obviously amazing producers and make massive tunes. But I feel like when they do their own stuff, it's kind of not quite the same. And so I don't know whether it's them saying, oh, okay, well, this is what we like. Or it's them kind of saying, well, we don't want to make the same commercial stuff that we make for everyone else for ourselves. And we want to keep it like different. But it almost kind of holds them back, I think, a little bit because I listen to their stuff and it's like very like, half drill, half poppy kind of sound. Then I have to quite explain it. And I'm not too much of a fan about it, but the song was just all right. Like I can't really complain with it too much. So I'm going to by proxy and by my own rating system, I'm going to just have to give it a three. She's the highest okay. being's ever going to get. Mad. Well, look, can I, I'll have the final word on this. Pav, that was extremely disappointing. I was really... <laughs> ready for that and I wanted to hear uh, some like anger like, yeah. I wanted to hear some, I wanted to hear some like abuse pitchforks weren't you yeah I yeah. wanted some like just abuse basically yeah well okay well that just throws all the other reviews out let's just go home okay no let's let's carry on the next track is The Business it's by Tiesto uh, Chris go on you can start um nah nah it's like nah it's not really like my vibe the track's done really well the track is like created really well. Like it's a well put together track and everything else around the track is really good. But it's just the actual track. It just to my personal vibe isn't quite there. So I'll just give it three out of five drinks for me. Pev? Uh, felt exactly the same. It's just cool. Sounds all right. If it was on, I probably wouldn't turn it off. And I didn't. I listened through the whole thing to be fair. So three out of five. Yeah, I, I I sort of agree with you. I actually thought it was pretty good. Like I could imagine this being on Saturday Night Kiss dance anthems, playing at a club if mm. a club was open. Uh, I give it four because there's not it's not bad in any way, shape, or form, and I think it's above average because I think it would slot nicely into your Friday night or Saturday night out. So it gets four mm. drinks. Okay, next one's by Sway Lee. It's called Dance Like No One's Watching. Have. Um, I actually really like this. So um, I was making a cup of tea while I was listening to this playlist about an hour or two ago. 
<clears throat> and the business had finished and obviously Swaley is the next song on the playlist and it came on and like I didn't even realise the song had changed because I was like kind of engrossed in making my tea and I was like oh this is actually alright I'm not a huge fan of Swaley doing the kind of the slower thing or like that this style of music but this song was decent so I'm going to give it a four Chris yeah looking at the video and the song I'm assuming you have to just basically get like so high before you like listen or watch to either like have you seen the video guys to this track um, no no okay so when you after this watch the video and if you're listening watch the video and you can see with how like spacey reverb the song is and all the rest of it and then the the song you basically just be have to be as high as possible when you listen to and watch this song um so try that one out responsibly uh <laughs> Yeah, I'll give it three out of five drinks for me. <laughs> okay, Swaley, dance like no one's watching. I've give it four out of five drinks. Uh, I really like Swaley with this slower stuff. And I like the fact that saying you should mostly listen to and watch when you're higher. Because um, who doesn't need that right now? Uh, Swaley's a bit of a... <laughs> Swaley's a funny one because he's had some huge hits. And he's had some misses as well. Like songs that have mm. just gone under. Won't, won't Be Late was a miss. That didn't yeah. do that well. But I thought that was one of the best songs he's released. So did I, literally. Uh, but he, he has like consistently good quality. Uh, mm. This is no different. Dance like no one's watching. It gets four drinks from me. Okay, moving on. The track's called Gravity. It's by Left Wing and Cody featuring Liz Cass. I'm going to go first on this one. I gave it three. I really like it because it's like that moody house. And Left Wing and Cody are sort of class at that. It only gets a three because there wasn't anything that made it stand out massively besides the fact that it's the type of house I really like to listen to sometimes. So it just gets three. Uh, Chris. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good, it's a good record. Um, big shout out to left wing and Cody, like wicked producers. So I'll give it three out of five for me. Have. Oh, well I gave it a four cause I was like listening to it. This is also during my, my tea making ex excapade earlier. And I was like, oh, it's just kind of a vibe still. Just felt, made me feel good, so I gave it a four out of five. Okay. And the next track is R.I.P. It's by Arizona Zervas. How do you say his last name, Pav? What I love is you went to the brownest person in the podcast and was like, Pav, it's a foreign name. I'm sure you'll be able to <laughs> say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, 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 uh, I'm not, I'm not we qualified, do. Pav. We're, um, yeah, yeah. we're cut get, from the get, same get continent. first, mate. Yeah, oh, I wish. <laughs> the thing is, Pav, me and you are cut from the same continent, so it's fine. It's fine. Now, now, so power to the people. See that pa We're taking over. Pa power <laughs> to the people. Okay, right. Uh, Pav, you can go first on it. <laughs> um, really like this song. Certified banger. Obviously, he had Roxanne, which was like as basically Huge. as big as it gets. It's basically as big as it gets these days, pretty much. Big tune. This I was like really skeptical like is he gonna do a Roxanne part two is it just gonna be the same shit like different name and it sounds kind of similar but not too similar that I was like oh this is just the same song so I gave it a four um because it just felt good and I feel like he sounds really good on the tunes so like I just can't argue with it four out of five it wasn't a five it didn't quite hit that top top level where I was like this is the best thing ever but four hard to beat Mm, I can agree with that Chris 
Yeah, I mean, Arizona's of Us has actually been producing tracks for ages. Like, Roxanne was just one that went crazy. Like, he's been doing records. Um, I think it's really cool what he does because it's, like, mainly independent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, it's just him and a producer. He writes nearly everything um, himself, so it's really cool. And yeah, this track's really good. Um, it's kind of like what the future of kind of artists are like as Arizona's of us. Another one is Trevor Daniel. He did a song called Fallin'. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, look, these guys are like the future of artists, I think. So, and the tracks, the tracks good. Um, I'll give it three out of five drinks. Big shouts to Arizona Zavas. Okay. Track, uh, RIP by Arizona Zavas. Uh, I gave it four. I think it's really, really good. I think it's like borderline, you know, it's not quite a five, but it, it's very high fours. Mm. Uh, it's not as good as Roxanne, but Roxanne was a breakout hit. But it's it's really good quality, and it's better than a lot of the stuff that's out there at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it gets four. I, I can't say anything bad about the track, really. Uh, okay, moving on. The track is called Justin Bieber. It is by Smoke Boys and Dizzy Rascal. Pav? Um, the beat was hard. Bars, not so much. They weren't like... The, the the quality of the beat and the quality of the bars for me did not correlate, but it's still a three out of five because I was bopping to that beat, bro. Because it was it was decent. Mm. Chris, yeah, the beat was good. Uh, I just three out of five for me on this one. Just wasn't anything cool. special, was it? Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I gave it a three as well. It got a two if Dizzy Rascal weren't on it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, uh, it Dizzy Rascal sort of saves it. By being Dizzy Rascal, uh, it just pretty spot the beat, on there. The beat is better than the song, and if there was no Dizzy, it would most probably be two. But it gets a three. Okay, moving on. The track's called "Loveless." It's by Actress and Aura T O Nine. Have I didn't like this song. I gave this song a two. Um, the bassline was a bit mad, and it really was. I know, like every week, we have like a couple of tunes that are a bit sort of left field. They're a bit. Bit weird, bit yeah, that's experimental. This one, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's this song. I worked it out very, very quickly that, that was this one. <laughs> and again, I don't think any of these tunes for me have uh gone up to the shy girl freak level, which was like for me the perfect way to do it. This one didn't quite do it for me, so I'm gonna give it a two. Really didn't like the bass line. Chris? Yeah, see Pav Way tried to throw us by not putting it at the end. He put it in like half yeah, 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 yeah. It's like just out of nowhere. Like yeah, as soon as the yeah, track yeah. started, I knew, I knew this was the one. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, if I'm honest, um, sorry to Loveless, but I really, I'm not really sure what's going on with with this track. Uh, the vocal, some of the vocal parts, like sound out of key. Yeah, that's the problem um, I had, especially with the bass line. I was like, it's not working. Like musically, it's just not quite there, and you know, it sounds like it doesn't sound like wide at all, like production wise or anything like that. So yeah, it's gonna have to be. Have to be a one out of five, I think, on the drinks for Ooh, me. Oh, okay. Loveless actress and or a T09. I gave it a four, obviously. I'm no, you pick. didn't. Yes, I did. It's mad. The bass line is mad. And the 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 off key out of key vocal. I like it. Like I, can you imagine playing that in a club sound system? I'd walk out. No, you wouldn't because you can't get true? out. You've got one way system. Yeah. Uh, oh, one way system, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I gave it a four. I love all the left field stuff. That's why I put it in. That, so song would, review that song would reshut clubs if you played God. it. 
<laughs> sorry, <laughs> Loveless. Sorry, we're Wave absolutely three. ripping you right now. I'm sorry, Loveless. I'm sorry. I, lo- well, I Loveless the new beer. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> nah, but uh, I, I gave it four. I like it. You don't like it? Go away. Okay, next <laughs> next track is called 222. Two, two. That's the way we. Uh, it's by Galantis Nightmare and it features Liam O'Donnell on the vocal. Chris? Yeah, it was a nice, like, refresher from this one because a lot of Galantis's tracks, obviously, they're kind of continuing the whole, like, EDM thing. They've kind of had, like, the whole, like, wall of sound thing going on, like, massive drop, just like, mm. like, just massive wall of sound. This one, like, yeah, it's a lot more chill, a little bit more laid back, a little bit more, like, you know, detailed and, and it was really nice. I really enjoyed this one. Um, so, four out of five drinks for me. Have yeah, I gave I gave it a three. It was a nice tune. Made me feel good. Didn't quite hit the mark. So yeah, three. No real complaints about it though. Uh two two two, that's the way we by Galantis Nightmare and Liam O'Donnell on vocals. I gave it a two. Uh it's like bubblegum dance music. Yeah. You know, like and as much as I can oh, I love some of that, I just felt like there's better bubblegum dance music. Yeah, it like, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like thrown in the machine. Like, oh, let's make a sort of record to chart. Look, Galantis have done some great stuff. Um, I just feel like this this wasn't as good as the other stuff they've done. So yeah, he gets two, unfortunately. Okay, the next track by Polo G is called Epidemic. Pav. Yeah, again, I mean, this kind of hip hop is not my style of hip hop. Like everyone knows, I'm I'm a G funk, West Coasty, even R and B kind of guy. But the hook was decent and I rated his bars generally and the beat was decent. So I got to give it a four, which I really didn't think. When I saw the name, I was like, well, this is going to be my shit one for the week. And then I heard it and I was like, just need to stop looking, just need to listen to the tunes because his bars are good. Mm. But yeah, four. Chris? Yeah, it's good. I'm actually a big fan of Polo G. Like, I love that. He's got that whole like melodic thing like melodic rap kind of on lock really like it so this one's probably gonna be i'll give it a three out of five for me like it was a good song i enjoyed it okay epidemic by polo g it gets four out of five for me i think you most probably could guess that because it's the type of stuff that i like i think polo g is very underrated his bars are very good and the hook like have said is is very 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 good mm. uh it's more than average better than average does it quite does it hit that five star level mm, nah it don't hit five drinks but it's it's really good and i mostly i think it's one of them tracks the more you listen to the more you like uh so it gets four but it could potentially be a five who knows but it gets four right now okay the next track by cove and charlotte haining is called healing chris not quite my style this one this it's like the drum and bass breakbeat kind of thing uh is about some wicked records over his time um this one just didn't quite hit the spot for me in terms of like my style and what i like so i'm gonna give it three out of five for me pev felt exactly the same it was all right again didn't really quite fit with me but i can't have too many complaints like it didn't sound shit so it's three out of five yeah healing by cove and charlotte hanian it got three for me as well <laughs> no. uh as average Purely. as it gets <laughs> No, purely because I like I'm not the biggest drum and bass person. Everyone knows that, but I like Pendulum, uh, mm. and I like Sub Focus. But the stuff that I really like is more like uh, is it liquid drum and bass, like that type of stuff. Yeah, and melodic this, liquid. Yeah, sort yeah. Of stuff. This was no means bad. So I, you, I don't think it's fair to give it anything under a three. Um, mm. It just didn't hit the mark. 
for me. But I could imagine mm. if you was in a drum and bass rave and someone played it, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going home now. <laughs> uh, so that's that's because you've been taking cat before you need the lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, because you can't pick your jaw up. But whatever. Okay, the last track today it's called After Party by Tungi Vag and Rat City featuring Rich the Kid. Chris? I remember like I was like 11 years old. I used to listen to Rat City's like Electro House Records yeah. like and go crazy for him. I was like, oh my God, on the SoundCloud download, like, you know, like amazing uh, Electro House. Uh, and this one was cool. Um, strange to see Rich the Kid on this feature. I guess must be some deal that's been done there. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. Nice vibe. Three out of five drinks for me. Pav? I really like this song. To the point where I had to debate with myself whether I was going to give it a four or a five. I feel like if I listened to it for another week, I would probably give it a five. But because I haven't had the week, I've got to give it a four. But I do genuinely think if I sit in, because I rinse songs in it. Like if I play a song that I like, I'll rinse. Like I'm still rinsing Work Freemasons remix by Kelly Rowland because I really Banger. listen to it. But I will listen to it every day. Um, this is a song that's going to go straight into my like everyday Spotify playlist because it just was really good. Um, really like Rich, again, not, not a fan, but on this song, Rich Kid sounds really good. So I can't really argue with it. Okay. Four. I was going to say, is it a four? Is it yeah, a it's, a four. It's, a, it's, four. It's, it's, it's a four now, but I might post this week, give it a five next week. Might be upgraded. Okay. Yeah. Okay. After party, tongue give egg. And Rat City featuring Rich the Kid. It's on Spinning Record, so I don't know how that works. Chris, give it a five. Come on, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> nah. I gave it a four, and I was like you. I was like, this could be a five. Is it? I think it's just a really good banger. It works. Everything about it works. It just sounded so different to what I was expecting, and then also sounded just really, really good at the same time. Literally took the words out of my mouth. Uh, it gets a four, and in... In a week, it'll get five, most probably. So that is all the reviews for today. Uh, as always, make sure you check out the Spotify playlist and the YouTube playlist under No Drinks in the Booth, name of the podcast. Okay, let's do track of the week. Chris, do you want to start? Yeah, uh, I think my track of the week this week, and I never thought I'd be saying this, um, but I'm going to have to go with the 222 That's Why We Galantis track. Uh, just because it like surprised me from what they've been producing before, and then this one kind of came out. It kind of touched like a uh, a different side to what they can do musically. I was like, wow, like it's impressive. So I'm gonna go with a uh, track of the week, two 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 by Galantis. Pav, oh, I'm a bit half half with After Party and R.I.P. I think if I have to pick right now, you do. Well, thanks for that, mate. If if if, if I do a, a I'm I'm actually going to pull a, a Vito Wade card, which is what he did last week, where he was like, "Yeah, all these yeah. three songs are my favorite songs." You um, can't do that. <laughs> only I can do. You, only yeah. I can do that because I put the reviews oh. together. <laughs> um, I think right now it has to be R.I.P. But next no, week it might it might change to After Party. I thought you loved After Party. That's I really yeah. do. After Party. I really do. But if I have to pick right now. That one probably pips it, but then literally next week, I think I'll be like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. Why didn't I pick After Party? But no regrets in it. 
It's a roller coaster with Pav. Well, it's just you're playing with our emotions today, Pav. Yeah, okay. Up and down. My track Actually, of the well, week. I mean, I mean, oh. eight oh eight was a close second, but <laughs> <laughs> what a liar. Okay, my track of the week. Uh, I think it's quite obvious. It's the one I go five drinks to. It's franchise Travis Scott featuring Young Thug and MIA. Okay, so this week Chris chose Galantis two 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 as his track of the week. Pav chose R.I.P. by Arizona Zavas, but he actually went to choose After Party by <laughs> Tongue Divag and Red City. But, uh, and I chose Franchise by Travis Scott, Young Thug and M.I.A. Make sure you check them out, out of all the tracks especially. Let us know what you think. Leave comments. Uh, hit us up on social media if you agree or disagree. That is the news. That is the reviews. I'm done for today. Thanks, everyone. Uh Pass it over to Pav. Pav, this is your topic. It's it's your time. The floor is yours. Let's hold one second. I just need to tighten this bit on my microphone stand. Oh, Don't worry. No, no, drink, no drinks in the booth. Technical difficulties. Well, while, we while Pav does that, I'm just going to plug the fact that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. So if you could subscribe, like, share, comment, tell your mum about it, tell your nan because she's stuck indoors because she's shielding, please. It just mm. helps us all out. Hmm. I think definitely your nan will love Franchise by Travis Scott featuring Young Doug and MIA. Well, I, I think, think that'll be our favourite. I, pers- I personally think you know would love Loveless by actress Anora and T09. Um, if she, if well, she's she, too- well, my, na- my nan is deaf, so maybe she will. <laughs> well, if she took too many, too, too many of her uh, arthritis medications, she'll be bouncing off the walls with that one. <laughs> Yeah, I got that Galant- Galantis track. Do you not? Do you get what I'm saying, Wade? About like their oh, last I could, I, tracks, and then I, now it's like, oh, it's actually got a bit of soul in it. This one, you know, like a I completely got it. I vibe. just, I completely got it. I just think Galantis can do better. Like it could mm. be better because it's a Galantis track. But I do get what you're saying. It just, I think for me, I, when I see Galantis, I just expect like a higher quality. I don't know if that makes sense. It was mm. a bit too bubblegum for me yeah well i mean i'd say their last tracks are very bubblegum though what's that uh put your love on me that edm track that was yeah. pretty bubblegum as it gets right that's pretty yeah are you, are you trying to get me to change by my rating <laughs> no I'm just, I'm just interested like i don't know unless i'm my like definition of bubblegum like bubblegum pop like fluffy happy girly no no, no. Have, if you can no, say girly anymore like love on me i agree no. i i agree i just i don't know it just is not as good as what i thought because their bubblegum pop is good, this ain't as good as it. I don't know why. Mm, Mate, I okay. think it's one of them tracks I've found this with every Galantis track I've ever listened to is mm. I find their tracks I don't like them that much and then I listen to them, hear them on the radio and I actually quite like them. Mm, I agree. I, agree. Think mm. it's, I think it's just their style of music at first. I'm like, oh, it's rubbish. And then I listen mm. to it more and I'm like, oh, this ain't actually bad. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pav, are you back with us or... I'm, re- I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's go then. Yeah, so, this week, the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Yeah, someone insert cheery noises, Chris. I was expecting that. Big, big topic. Um, so, if you guys don't know, the Rolling Stones magazine, it's basically like the definitive music magazine like it's one of the couple of people very credible people um i mean they wrote half of my dissertation so i cannot thank them enough um they basically compile a top 500 albums uh, every 10 years because they said that it can never be perfect 
Lauren Hill came, Miss Education of Lauren Hill, came 10th. And that was the highest charting hip hop album, ergo, in their opinion, this is the greatest hip hop album of all time. Now, I'm of the opinion that is fucking bullshit. As great as she is, as great as she is, not a fan that much. So I thought what we can do this week is uh, let's just go through all our favorite hip hop albums and uh, work out why Rolling Stones was wrong. Um, we'll start with Wade. Wade, you're the the hip hop head of the group. You're like the the real G. Um, let's start with the the first one. Um, what do you think about Lauren Hill coming first? Essentially, if there was a hip hop only category, she would have been uh, first. I can understand why it uh, charted so high in their um, in their top. Was it top five hundred? I can understand that. Uh, I think there's better hip hop albums than that. Um, but I I see their reasoning why it charted high. Uh, do you want me to tell you my top three? Because that might give you a bit more let's, of an insight. Let's let's just drop this. Would Lauren Hills have got in your top three or top five? No, uh, maybe top five. Maybe. Wouldn't Chris, got, what about you? Wouldn't, wouldn't have got in top three. Top five? No, not not in my top three, unfortunately. And like, that's a, great, so, so basically we decided yeah, last So when you're talking about top three. Ever. It's, it's just hard to like just do a top three. Yeah, but, I also struggled, but I thought if we try and make a top five, it's going to get bare political and we're going to need like a couple of weeks to work this out. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was like, top three. So we've sort of done kind of two top threes where we've sort of done our favourite and also the best, like objectively. But I feel like, I don't know about you, I think Chris, you had a bit of a problem with this because you were like, I, I do have fe- different feelings for both. I feel like me and Wade kind of had the same three. Um, mm. Let's just go, Wade, top three, hit us with it. Right, are we talking top three? Like, what one are you talking? Top, top three best. Top three best. What do you think are the best three hip hop albums ever? Uh, Jay Z, the Black Albums one. Uh, Kanye West College Dropout is two, and th- this ain't in an order. These are just three of the best that I think. You, ca- you can't uh, decide. No, you could put them in an order. Uh, and the third one is Little Wayne, the Carter two. Okay, so ours are very, very different. Uh. Let's work out why Wade's is wrong after. <laughs> Chris, do you want to go next, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I know I've already said this to you guys off podcast, but it's difficult to think about. It's like greatest. It's, mm. I've got like my favourite ones, but then also the greatest hip-hop albums, which I would describe as the ones that have had like the most impact on hip-hop. Um, so then if you're talking the greatest that have had an impact on hip hop, you know, you're talking like Dr. Dre's, Jay-Z, um, maybe even Nas or something, you know, like, yeah, Illmatic. you know, yeah, Illmatic or whatever, like, you know, you, you've got to think they're like the greatest one. They've actually like kind of set the sound of a genre. Um, but I'm going to go with, when I say greatest hip hop of all time, just so I've got, cause I've got them in my head now, my ones that have actually, for me, affected like how I listen to hip hop and how I enjoy hip hop being like the age I am and what I kind of grew yeah. up with. So basically I think what, definitely first in, go on, perhaps, sorry. I was going to say what, what Chris is meaning to say is his top three is views. Nothing was the same and take care. And then pops well, you got one somewhere. Right. <laughs> you got one right. <laughs> go on, hit us with it. Obviously views, Drake, I was going to come to that after, but views, Drake is definitely in there because for me, I was well as like a music that I actually really enjoyed listening to, like as an actual fan. Um, definitely up there and then obviously had some some unbelievably huge records on there 
as well. And um, I went to see Drake with some friends of mine, like at the time when the album came out. And so definitely Views um, is something, an album I'd actually go back and listen to. It's kind of R&B as well, I know, but let's say, you know, let's put it in that category. Oh, so it's Lauren Hill. It. Huh? So it's those Lauren Hills. Yeah, yeah, Lauren, yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. And then uh, you got uh, Watch the Throne uh, has to be in there. Now, I think you guys all can confirm this for me. That had No Church in the Wild on it, right? Frank no, Ocean? Yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, No, no Church in the Wild and um, Paris and like these tracks, you know, for me... I love how careful you were when you said Paris then. You like started choking up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to get cancelled, guys. That was smooth, mate. That was smooth. (laughs) Um, Amazing record. And um, so for like my generation, like, you know, it's it's, it's undeniable. So Watch the Throne and uh, I've got to think what my last one would be now. I've literally got to. <laughs> if only you'd been pre-warned about this, Chris. <laughs> no, no, I literally had it like a second ago. Oh, I was going to say, uh, the th- do you know what I wanted to actually say was, you know the, the Jay-Z album with 99 Problems on? What was that called, Wade? The, the, the Black one? Album. Was that, oh, that, you said that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I know it's only one record, but that's a record that I listened to like on repeat when I was younger. I still play it. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and Same. that record is just, it's just an absolute vibe. Um, so it's difficult to say a whole album because of one record but um, it's going to have to be that one um, Jay-Z the Black album as well like the one thing I'd say to interject is it's very hard so we're talking like the greatest hip-hop albums of all time that shaped hip-hop because then you've got Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die Tupac All Eyes on Me Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt like you know College Dropout It, it really depends like, but then if you're looking at modern day hip-hop People would class Rodeo by Travis Scott, one of the greatest hip hop albums. Mm. They class mm. Astro World. Astro World. They'd class Drake. Um, they'd class, all of J. Cole's albums. Yep, they'd class J. Cole. Like they'd class, uh, class Kendrick, Good Kid Mad City. It's, it's hard. Like I think my top three is literally my top three because they shaped the music I listened to and they had I such a big I, influence on me. I can't believe I forgot about Good Kid Mad City, Kendrick. That that yeah. should have been in there actually. That that would be fourth, close fourth, maybe even third. That maybe should be in there instead of Jay Z Black. It's like for me, I had to pick with Little Wayne. I picked the Carter too because when I first heard Little Wayne, I heard a song off the Carter too. Listened to the album, blew my mind. Then listened <laughs> to the Carter one, and then obviously followed the Carter series right now up until five. So like I'd put the series as some of the greatest hip-hop albums of all times not just the second one but the carter series mm. um, also not for, not forgetting graduation kanye west with homecoming on it like oh, levels. Hey, don't start that oh come on, yeah, come on. one of one of my favorite albums by kanye west was the late registration one but was the live version which was late orchestration which was here yes. at abbey road with a live orchestra done the whole album and a track it was mind-blowing you can uh, for anyone that wants to watch it because it was a dvd as well you can actually if you google it you can actually find the whole thing yeah um i mean yeah i mean obviously i don't want to sound like a bit bit like a wet lettuce here music is subjective so obviously like when i say top three it's so hard to like narrow it down to top three like i'm sure we've all listened to hundreds of albums that we all like the top three was a bit of a shitty way to do it, but I just thought we'll keep it short and sweet. Um, try and keep it... Well, when I, 
like with yours, Wade, obviously, you just pick the top three, your th- three favourite albums. But for you, those are the three best albums. So, like, I'm happy mm. with that. Like, I can't really argue with that. Same with you, Chris. I'm going to mm. hit you with my top three. My top three is a little bit more traditional. Well, two of them are. One of them's a bit of a curveball. My top three is, and this is in order as well. Um, I have an order. So at number three, for me, for me, so don't give me hate in the comments, which I'm sure you won't, because obviously we're fucking amazing. Um, number three, Kanye West, 808s and Heartbreaks. Mm, great album. Amazing album. I would album. class it as a hip-hop album, though. We'll get to this in a minute. We'll get to this in a minute. That, that That's the, the next thing, because that's a bit techie, that is. Um, number two, Dr. Dre, 2001. And mm. number one, I was going to say that had to be in in one of ours, surely. Mm. I would have said the Chronic. I am personally a 2001 fan over the Chronic because I really like Scott Storch, and I obviously yeah, fair on enough. that one. The sound was a little bit better for me on that. The Chronic for me sounds a little bit. I feel like it hasn't aged as well in ter- musically, whereas I feel like 2001 stuff sounds like it could have come out last week with a lot of the tunes. And my third tune. A third album, sorry, which is my number one. And I am happy to go on a limb here and say, I genuinely believe, give or take any fucking Rolling Stones, like anything, yeah? I genuinely believe this is the greatest hip-hop album of all time and I'm happy to debate it here. Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. Just this though, isn't it? a very good album. It just is. I feel like like I I'm still listening to it. Like I've recently fell back in love with uh, "Ain't No Fun," and that is just one of the best songs ever. I'm just listening mm. to it. Like if they'd released this yesterday, like it still would have sounded the same, and it still would have been a banger. I can't find a way in my heart to not have that as the number one. <laughs> like I just think it's that good. Yeah, I think it's so subjective because I, even me, I would say one of my, my one of my favorite rappers ever is Pusha T from the Clips, and his Daytona album, I think, which was Kanye West produced, it was like seven tracks. It was it was absolutely amazing, and it was like a pure hip hop album. Then you've got stuff like Wu Tang and and you know like Thirty Six Chambers, bro. Um, it's. It's hard because we can literally argue about why your album's not as good as my album, but it's just because it's a preference. <laughs> like I would literally say the car, like my top three are better than yours. But then if there was no college dropout, there'd be no watch the throne. If there was no, you know, the Carter two or the Carter little Wayne, there wouldn't be a Drake, you know, mm, like pretty much. It's, it's very subjective. It's very hard because it's, it's all time. is just too hard to, too hard to call it i think if you was to say the greatest hip-hop albums that shaped hip-hop you'd literally be running off doggy style chronic um nwa tupac biggie jay-z uh nas puff that you'd be listing off stuff like that little kim the problem is this we've got to try and pick all time it's never going to happen we're just going to i mean obviously we're always going to be wrong because somebody's going to come and chat shit to us because that's just how hip-hop album debates work is you can say you can literally say yeah I think Dr Dre is the best and someone will still chat shit so like well like I, I know people that would say uh, get rid of die trying is the best hip hop album period yeah. but that's in you the know. conversation for me I know yeah. it wasn't in any of our top three but for me that is in if we're making a top ten I can't see a way where 
that album at least doesn't get talked about to get in. I would get in. I think it would get in as well, personally. But then does like Marshall Mathers LP get in? Yeah. Is this what I'm saying? There's so many good albums. Mm. We've not even talked about Eminem. Like he's not even been mentioned in exactly. any of our Exactly, we've literally three. just talked about him right now. Like, does that what, even do injustice? And, no, because uh, he, he literally shaped an era of music. He's like, again, sorry, not to interrupt you. With no Eminem, there'd be no Fifty. It's like it's hard to talk about one album, but it's because of someone else that they exist. Yeah, it's uh, it is so hard. But obviously, Dr. Dre's the goat, so we know that anyway. We don't yeah. need to. We don't need yeah. to fuck about with that. That's just a fact. I don't think there's been a better hip hop producer that has made as many hits. I don't know. I could argue argue that with you, but uh, who, who are you going to just blaze? Huh? Who are you going to just blaze? No, okay, I was just say Kanye because Kanye is like mm. the the new schooler, and Dre is obviously the old schooler. So I feel like in an well, era era thing, I feel like them two sit perfect. I don't know because they sit in. You got to remember uh, the Black Album. Produced by Kanye, some of that, the Jay Z uh, album, Lucifer, and and stuff like that. Like, there's the encore produced by Kanye. <laughs> oh, like, this, is this isn't going well. <laughs> it's it's you know it's but then you could say Timberland was one of the best hip hop producers because if it oh, weren't for Tim mate. if it weren't for Timberland, there'd be no Missy Elliott. I I think I actually think in terms of most creative producer, I think Timberland is that guy. Personally, well, I'd say. I'd say Pharrell, but... Oh, uh, but again, uh, so for, with Pharrell, it gets techie because let's move on to the next section, which is obviously you were saying, oh, isn't that an R&B album? Is there really much difference? To it be honest, like, as in, where's the line of R&B and hip-hop? I know especially now, like, obviously when we all play the club, they're like, oh, yes, this is the R&B hip-hop room. Like, where's the line? I feel like there's not well, really I, a I, line anymore. I'd describe in simple terms for me when I hear R&B it's more singing as opposed to rapping and it's got a little so bit more ain't no fun soul by Snoop Dogg an R&B song because half no. that song is a hook no it's a hip hop song but that's what but I'm if saying it, if it's got predominantly like rap on it like which it bars, hasn't then it's like half I'd half. say like hip hop and it depends what, how, what the beat's like as well so um, for me just hip hop's more like I'd say I don't know aggressive it's not, look, not the best word mean. but I think yeah. R&B, you have to break it down to rhythm and blues. Like, it literally should be what it is. So, like, I'd class mm. Summer Walker as R&B, same way you would. Chris mm. Brand does very well between R&B, and they're quite clear what's R&B with Chris Brand, and hip-hop. Uh, mm. There's, like, Usher. I know Usher's going a bit old school. Bar, yeah, and stuff like that. Like, his albums are not just pop albums. They're literally predominantly R&B, all R&B. Um, okay, so... Look, I think the lines blur because of people like Drake and, and now Chris Brown's quite good at doing it. Like all of them are, they're good at sort of crossing over, but majority, I, I can tell the difference. I'm, I'm, you know, like a big Sean song. I'm not gonna be like, Oh, is that an R and B song? Oh, obviously. I mean, there is still a lot of song, like a lot of Travis, pretty much all of Travis Scott stuff. No one's sitting there like, Oh, well this is R and B. It's clearly not like, a yeah. like there is still a line. Obviously, like drill. No one's listening to a drill tune and being like, "Oh yeah, this would do great next to Usher Confessions." Like that's not happening as a conversation. Um, but I do think there's a bit of a half. After it's like I said, 808s and heartbreaks. For me, I class that as a hybrid album 
I think that's right in the middle. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It was, think, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it, what it. Um, but that also means for me personally, it can go in if you're doing just a hip hop or just an R and B album. For me, it can go in either. But if I had to pick just one, I would put it in the hip hop section, not the R and B section. So if they said, "Oh, if I worked at I don't know." HMV of a like CD retailers are available, and they said, "Here's the 808s and Heartbreak CD. Go and put it in its genre specific area." I would put it in hip hop over R and B. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it's not R and B, but it's not hip hop either. It's literally a body of work, and that's that's why yeah. 808s and, and Heartbreak. Such, was- it's it's such a political answer, but it's just so true. Well, the thing is, that's why it did so well was because it was completely different. It broke down a lot of barriers. Look, when I I remember when Love Lockdown came out and everyone was slating Kanye West for singing. I'm not being funny. If it weren't for Eight Weights and Heartbreak, there'd be no Drake singing on songs. It wouldn't be acceptable. Like mm, it, it broke true. down walls uh, and it introduced the world to people like Mr. Hudson, John Legend, Kikadi. Uh, Kikadi Man on the Moon man. as well. That's a that's a great track, uh, great album. There's so many. Like I literally Common B, one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's getting a bit bit techy. But so like obviously it's like T Pain rapper turned singer, which obviously burst eight oh eights and heartbreaks. That is definitely not a hip hop album. Like that is actually no. an that's a hundred percent no. I don't think anybody here can have a complaint that that is an R and B album and not a hip hop album because it ha- it's still a banger. Doesn't make a difference. That album burst eight oh eight and heartbreaks. If you listen to any of the uh, T Pain interviews, he'll he'll tell you that basically all he did was make loads of melodies and then he was like, I just put a shit ton of bass in it. And then he linked up with Kanye West and he was like, I want to do that. And then made 808s and Heartbreaks. Like they sort of like T-Pain's got a few credits on there and whatnot. But he basically mm-hmm. essentially professionally stole that idea and used it. But I think 808 and Heartbreaks, like Kanye's rapping on that. There's a bit of singing yeah. and whatnot. Like there's still melody. Yeah, mm. it was a very like, you got to remember when 808s and Heartbreak come out, it was quite clear what was hip hop, what was R&B, yeah. what was pop. Like he literally was like auto-tuned to the max, like with really hard electronic beats, which didn't exist in hip hop. People weren't having yeah. like actual electronic sounding. Like, like Love Lockdown is such a different sound to maybe, and even stuff people release now, I don't think anybody's quite made a song with that kind of, broad spectrum of sonic i don't think it's happened yeah i think the only other person that's done like something that's maybe sonically as as i don't know interesting as aos and heartbreak is kanye west again when he did my <laughs> my dark beautiful twisted fantasy because he's the goat so that's just a pretty much a fact he's one of the goats it's hard uh, the reason i never picked loads of kanye albums in my top three or top ten because it would just be always, the well, whole I discography <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the reason I start with College Dropout is because if there was no College Dropout, none of the rest would exist. Does that matter so much? Is that just because you couldn't pick one, so you picked that one by proxy? Yeah, like I could not pick. There's some that I prefer to others, but like I couldn't pick one. If you said you've got to pick one and the rest yeah, disappear, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd pick College Dropout because I know the rest would still exist. Like, like I, I get was what you a mean. Hu- 
I was a huge fan of the Yeezus album when no one was. Oh, nobody <laughs> liked that album. Oh my I God. I loved it. I loved that it. Was, like, I loved So hated on. I loved how angry it was. I loved the fact that Daft Punk were involved with uh, some of the production. I loved the sampling. Uh, I loved the aesthetic, the really dark black and white aesthetic of it. Like It was one of my favourite albums ever. Um, but I is, that the album, hip- is that the album with like the white cover and with the tape the, with yeah, um, the, black skinhead on it? Yeah, it's the clear album with yeah, the red yeah, tape. Yeah, yeah. Black uh, yeah, that was an black skinhead on site. Um, Blood on the leaves, bound. Like, I, honestly, it's one of the best albums. But then I wouldn't class mm. that as a hip hop album. It is a hip hop album, but people would argue against it. Okay, mm. so. <laughs> let's go back to the topic a little bit Miseducation of Lauren Hill hip hop album or R&B album Chris what do you think I mean Lauren Hill for me is R&B um, because um, it's just got the, the R&B vibe it's difficult to sometimes explain the difference between the two R&B and hip hop but so, so for me say, it's like a broad well, in pain with broad strokes it's an R&B album so, so I would say there's kind of three categories here there is Apart from pure hip-hop artists and pure R&B artists, you've got your Kanye Wests that are actually in the middle where they're hip-hop and R&B artists because they're just so good they can do both. Well, Mm. like more better than everyone anyway. Then you've got your R&B artists that do a bit of hip-hop, Usher, Chris Brown, T-Pain, etc. Then you've got your hip-hop artists that just do a little bit of R&B i.e. I would probably say Drake falls into that category. Um, like th- that kind of artist where they do rap and then for the album, they fill it out with a couple of R&B, a couple of softer tunes. Out of those three categories, where do you think that out miseducation of Lauren Hill fits? Chris, you can start. There, go on, Chris. Sorry, I thought I was still talking to Chris, but he was uh, spacing out again. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I just think Lauren Hill to me is it's just R&B. Like it's just so would you say she's an, she's an R&B artist that does a couple of hip hop tunes and that's cool, like just for the album, whatever, and carry yeah. on? Yeah, she's got some 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 records of like bars in it and, and stuff, but it's predominantly R&B. So if you had to put her in like one category in your in your iTunes, you know, then it would be R&B okay. um, with some hip hop crossover. So are we all in agreement that that album is not the greatest hip hop album of all time? Have we have we come to that agreement? Yes, it's not like I, I think people. The one thing I'd say is Lauren Hill obviously comes from a hip hop background. She was she was in the Fugees, like is also uh, so. I think maybe that album got categorized more as hip hop purely because they associated it as a hip hop artist. Um, the same way you know some people associate. I don't know Eminem as a hip hop artist, but then if he come out and sung a song, they'd still put him in a hip hop category because that's what they know him as uh is it the greatest hip-hop album of all time no but is it a fantastic album that should make people's top tens yeah even Mm. if as a hip-hop album yeah because it it borders uh, the problem is do you think so do you think it is an actual do you think she's a hybrid artist where it's the album is half hip-hop half r&b not like song i'm not saying like it's got to be five and five songs or whatever but like kanye where you're like actually this is genuinely the border do you think that she's the artist? Mm, I, I I I don't know. It's a hybrid of an album. It's a, the problem is with the genre 
especially back then was putting stuff into genre specific is like people back then would do a body of work that could be a rock album with one hip hop song on and then put in a hip hop category. Yeah. Like as in now it's a bit more fluid where people are more just like, it's a body of work, you know, would you class, would you class Jay Z's the black album as a rock album because 99 problems had hard electronic guitars on it. Like mm. you wouldn't. You got the, is, you're right. You're you got right. The Jay Z uh, Linkin Park crossover album that did there you go. some crazy numbers as well. Again, th- but they were yeah. half of uh, half of artists as well. Like Linkin Park genuinely do it all, um, and I think there has to be a little distinction that actually some of these artists can actually do both and be legitimate. A bit like when we were talking about AJ Tracy earlier. No one's saying AJ Tracy's a garage MC, but he sounds pretty mm. good on garage. <laughs> Yeah. What, AJ Tracy? Yeah. Like, no one's saying, like, AJ Tracy. Like, AJ Tracy does grime. Like, that's his bread and butter, essentially. Grime and rap. But then no one's saying, oh, AJ Tracy's a garage MC because he's been on a couple of garage tunes. Do you get what I mean? Well, it, he's kind of a garage and... I mean, originally, he's like Stormzy. Like, originally, he was an MC. So he had, like, garage and... He was just MCing at garage and grime events, radio, etc. Like, he's, he's had... And you can look at that on his discography... He's uh, had records with MJ Cole. But then like, this is the exact records. same thing as Jay-Z and like 99 Problems and like Aerosmith Walk This Way is actually maybe we should probably move past that and say actually, so like songs like Walk This Way, everyone was sampling those kind of tunes but rapping on it and it became hip hop. So it's one of them. Yeah. But for me, the way that Miseducation of Lauren Hill sounds for me doesn't quite make it hip hop. I think it's still R&B with some hip hop songs on there and hip hop influences. Um, Mm. But I do also think we could run in circles trying to work out whether it's a hip hop or R&B album. So we might be here for a long time. So let's flip the script a little bit. Let's try and come up. This is a slightly on the fly thing. Uh, Let's try, let's try between us. And I've watched this. I don't know if anybody's watched Julie Adenugo, who is obviously Skepta and Jamie's sister. Um, she does a thing on her channel where she'll do an artist and try and work out their top five songs. Let's do the same thing. Top five hip hop albums. Let's try and make a collective five, even though it's going to be a shit show. And then about three minutes after we finish recording, we're all going to be like, well, that was bollocks, but let's try and do it anyway. <laughs> top five. So we've got a top threes. In order. You want to, do you want to like in the middle? Yeah, fuck it. Just- let's, let's up the, let's up the ante in order. Let's go. Let's go. Top fives. Just ever, including stuff now. So it's a half and half between what you think sonically is the best hip hop album and the ones you like the most. But obviously they have to be. So like I would count views as a contender because not it is a hip hop album with some R&B, I, I think but it does sound good. If you're looking at it on just straight away, greatest hip hop albums. So in order, I think somewhere around like three or four. So you got to forget Views now because Views was a great album and one of my favourites. Yeah. But it's not something that did like wonders for, for Yeah, what well, I'm saying is that, you know, like that commercial so, success so that can also count. So if there's two albums yeah, that are the same but, but one was like more successful top, we can... So I'm saying like for the top five you can't select Views. You're going to have to say Take Care instead because that had yeah. te- uh, headlines on it um, and all the other I would agree I to be fair. On there. So I, I was going to say my, I think my first contribution would be 
take care. I'm going to say, I'm going to have to say third. If you actually think about how music is right now in 2020, I'm going to say third would be mm. take care. Wait, and that would be Drake's com- contribution. That that face from Wade was not happy. <laughs> no, no, no I, 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 think, I think take care is a, a really, 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 really good album. It's one of my favorite albums ever. One of my favorites, not maybe one of the best hip hop ones. I, I'd say that I don't think I'd put it third. I'd put it maybe like fourth, but me and Chris being one space apart is not exactly that controversial. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'd put College Dropout in there. Okay, well, obviously. So I'm going... Did that have... Sorry, just quickly. Did that have Gold Digger on it? College Dropout? No, it had All Falls Down, uh, Through the Wire. Slow Jams was on that, wasn't it? S- yep, Slow Jams, Spaceship. Was Gold Digger on... What, which album was that, uh, on? that That's on Late Registration. That's the second album. So that's... Nice. I, had, okay. I had a bit of the same problem as you, Wade. I was looking through all the Kanye albums and I basically just had to pick which album do I like with the most songs that I like. Because I was yeah. like, I can't pick one. So I was like, whichever one has the most hits that I really, really like, that's the one I'll pick. And it just happened to be 808s. It's just, yeah. it's just for me personally, I just, it, it does for me come down to some of just the individual records. Like I, I, I went to uh, I went to Vietnam and I went out to it into a bar and they were the DJ was playing Gold Digger, like <laughs> you know, it, it's like and that that's tracks like All Falls Down and stuff like that. They're probably not going to reach that far, so yeah, that's why but, I have to, you have to like think of tracks like that. But then Gold Digger is as much as it's a hip hop record. Even Kanye's just said that like, I released it as a pop record to get in the chart. <laughs> I mm. don't want to. I don't want to be performing that song for the rest of my life. I still think it's a hip hop record though. Gold Digger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I can understand what you're saying. All right. Um. To make this a little bit easier, because I feel like we're going to chuck about 50 albums into this. Sorry, just to clarify as well, uh, Coach Dropout had Jesus Walks on it as well, just in case. That Absolute banger. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, to, to make this slightly easier, because I feel like we're going to sort of run round in circles again, like because we're going to literally just name every single hip-hop album that we love because we can't pick. Let's re-go through our top three pick your top three, like your top three contenders for this top five list and we'll try and mould it out of those nine albums. Because they're going to be wrong anyway, so we might as well make it a bit simple for us. So I'll go my top three, which is 808s, Chronic and Doggy Style. That's not changed for this top five all-time list. I think those are the best three hip-hop albums ever made, in my opinion, that I've listened to that I like. Wade, I don't think yours is going to really change either, is it? College Dropout, The Carter 2 and The Black Album. I felt like that's a good mix. Chris, what are you, are you sticking well, with your I top three? I did say Views, Watch the Throne and Jay-Z, the Black Album. Okay. So I think the Black Album's definitely got to go in there. Of course. Top two, second or first, based on what we're yeah. saying. Yeah. Are you going um, to switch out Views for Take Care just for the put, purposes put of take this? Care and just because of the actual impact it had on hip hop as opposed to just my personal favourite. Are we actually so about take to put care. Take Care in a top five? This is mad. Yeah, for fourth, we'll put it at fourth. So I'd say, and what are my other two? Watch the Throne. I mean, Watch the Throne fifth. You got to think of the records on that that album. But can you put the those two albums in and not put in two thousand and one? I think really, if the number one spot doesn't go to Dr. Dre, then I'm not sure if like how good this like ranking okay. is because how it well, actually affects so, it so how can Dr. Dre not be number one I think that Doggy Style is number one 
which was basically produced pretty much entirely by Dr. Dre anyway. The, the thing is, I know this is crazy, but I am, I'm going to say it, that I'm a hip hop fan in 2020, hip hop and R&B fan in 2020, and I can't name you one song on Doggy Style off the top of my head. Sorry, what? Seriously. Sorry, what? When did that album come out? Uh, 90... 1996. Yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't even born. I mean, neither was I, mate. We're the same age. <laughs> we're like two weeks apart. <laughs> yeah, so that's why it doesn't really, uh, for me, affect one... hip hop how it is now, because I, I was uh, literally not even conceived. The one thing I'd say is, <laughs> oh, wow. the one issue... <laughs> <laughs> so you the one is... <laughs> Sorry, wait, go on. Sake. Uh, the one issue we're going to have is, so you want to put Watch the Throne in Jay-Z and Kanye... Black I don't album, think that gets Jay-Z, in. And then I'd want college dropouts. So you have three Jay-Z, Kanye, basically, albums in there. So I'm well, happy, yeah, well, I'm happy to concede on 808s because I understand your reasoning for college dropout. Yeah. And I yeah. agree with that. So I'm happy to cut 808s in favour of college dropout. But yeah. the fact that Chris has just dropped I Can't Name You One Song from Doggy Style... Is like, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, if I'm being honest with you, I'm just oh, in 2020. No, no, I'm just, being, I'm just asking, I'm just asking how relevant it is. I know you're being honest. It's just, I expected so, so much more from you. <laughs> but, it's not that yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan of Snoop Dogg. I named Snoop Dogg Records, but in terms of like albums, I can't tell you okay. a track in 2020. Let from me just that go through album. some of the fucking tunes that were on Doggy Style, yeah? Gin and Juice. Mm. Murder, so the Murder was the case. Absolute fire. Who am I, which in my opinion, which will be another episode, is the greatest hip-hop song of all time. More fire. Ain't no fun. For all my N-bombs and bitches. Doggy Doggy World. Pump Pump. Like, there's just so many good songs. I, I can't see it. I don't it, know look, an album a, that's got more hits. Uh, uh, that, that's a lie. Okay, uh, I mean, get only, rich or die try. Get rich or die try and uh, get get rich or die try and the Marshall Mathers LP. I th- look, we're going to have an issue. I think if we're uh, trying of, to, no, as in out of our lists, out of our three lists, I don't think there's an album with more hits. Uh, I don't know, Black Album, uh, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what about Take Care? Uh, take yeah, Watch the Throne. T- take Care was practically an album. The whole album charted. Um, mm. I think. Look, the issue we're going to have in. <laughs> And I think maybe to make it round, like round as a hip hop album is maybe we should look at West Coast, East Coast, like in general, because otherwise we've literally got East Coast and the Midwest taking up the whole top five with Jay-Z and Kanye. And also, sorry, Dr. Dre, 2001. In my opinion, the second best hip hop song of all time, still Dre. Yeah, purely on the I basis. Think, I think I, I'm gonna have, for me. I'm gonna have to just outline my top five right now, just so we've got. Go on, got it. You know what? The, you you go, thing. and then we'll tell you why you're wrong, and then let's <laughs> let's carry on. <laughs> that sounds good. So I'm just remembering like everything we've said, but I think I think number one, I have, you have to put 2001 Doctor Dre in terms of like the impact it's had on like hip hop music. Uh, also had a um, second. What's the difference? Which obviously became Breathe. Uh, Sean Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next episode, forgot about Dre, which might be one of my my favorite hip hop song ever. Mm. Big tunes, um, and then I think you're gonna have to pick me a Kanye album for number for number two because that's Colli- the only gap. We're gonna college drop out with that. Just college drop out to college save the argument. Was, I think you've both been saying that's like the most influential. Um, yeah. 
But the, and, and then, sorry, the only reason I would say college dropout as well is because everyone compares anything Kanye does mm. to college dropout. Yeah. No one compares it to graduation or lay registration. So I feel like that's the benchmark in terms of quality. Yeah. Everything else is a mm. sequel to that pretty much with yeah, him. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm just going to hold on number three for a second. Number four, we, we're going to put in Take Care Drake. And then. I think third will have to go Jay Z Black, the Black album, because that's yeah. like the, yeah, that's the one we've all said, and it had ninety nine problems on it, which was a massively, uh, as well as a, a smash hit. Like it obviously set like the bar. We had um, encore on it as well. Encore was on it as well. Yeah. Um. So and then number five. Third, number five would be. I mean, I'm kind of stuck here. Um, I mean, do you know what the thing is? I'm just thinking. Jay-Z, the Black Album, I, I think, the, yeah, we'll see. It depends what number five is. It depends what we can think of number five because we've said a lot of albums over the last like half an hour. It just depends on what deserves to have a spot in the top five okay, so, out of the other ones we've said, which I can't remember. So, all of them so I'll tell head. you my top five. Hmm. Um, I'll kind of concede because I feel like yours was trying to be a bit fairer, which I completely agree with. So I would probably then stick 2001 number one if we're mm. talking impact as well, the fact that mm. I actually still play about four songs from that album, like still now, when I mm. do actually get gigs. Uh, number two, College Dropout. Again, understand that. I can, I, can, I can vibe with that. Number three, The Black Album. Again, I can agree with that. If we're talking that kind of... Also, we also have to kind of... We're also kind of forgetting that Still Dre was written by Jay-Z. Yeah, he, like, he wrote that like because he's like one of the goats. Uh, number four. I can't put Drake Take Care number four only because I would go Doggy Style and then Take Care. Mm. But then if I was thinking Take Care, I'd then by the Wade logic that is kind of working and sort of doing me at the moment is we might have to put the Carter in if we're clutching at straws for spaces, which obviously we are because there's eight albums and five spaces. I would put in the Carter instead of take care by virtue of they were both about as big as each other, but the Carter birthed four more albums and Drake. So yeah. I would go, so I'd go as my top five, 2001 college dropout, the black album, doggy style, Carter, Wade. Uh, yeah, I could agree. I'd mostly take Doggy Style out and put Good Kid, Mad City in. No, oh, stop it, guys! Listen, we need to stop sunning Snoop oh. Dogg on this podcast. Or J Cole, Cole World. That's a hard album. I think. I think. I think two things I say on that is that Pav. I know Doggy Style is like your favorite. I'm gonna Google this think right about now. Actual records now. Like actual impact. Who am I? And I think who am I, bro? Who am I? But are we thinking for twenty twenty? Like what are we? Like what is this? I'm list? talking about twenty twenty. That's where we are. That's why yeah, I, I I back what Wade said oh, about then, Kendrick. Then we'd have to, yeah, then we'd have to go everything Kendrick and J Cole, except nobody said a single one of their albums in their top three or top five. So that one Kendrick, doesn't really work. Mad City, though. That, yeah. that you can't not think of the records that not the we just like, but the records that have like taken off. I'm yeah. just. When you guys carry on, I'm just Googling uh, doggy like, style credentials here to back my case. <laughs> well, look, it's never won a Grammy. 
Oh yeah, because they matter, don't what they? Is? Kanye already told us what that, mate. The, the Snoop Dogg one. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's never won a Grammy. That's also because he doesn't mm. go. Maybe you don't have to go to win. Oh no, no, no! That's how award ceremonies work. If you don't go, you won't win. Pretty much, it's unless you have the greatest piece of art ever. If you don't go, you don't win. That's I'm pretty sure thing. I've like never seen Drake in an award show, and he's won like all of them. He's been to be- yeah. I'll- he like endorses them though. Do you know what I mean? Like I can pretty much vouch and say I don't think Kanye is going to win a Grammy this year. Uh, well, you never know, dear. Because he's literally changed the phrase from didn't have a pot to didn't have a Grammy to piss in. Because that's now a thing. Yeah. Oh. But then I like one of my favourite albums is uh, Chance the Rapper's. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. I've got to Google it. But Chance the Rapper. Uh, sick. That's more, that would, I don't know, be put into some people's 2020 great hip hop albums. Uh, it's Sorry, just just to um, fact check, a dog style actually came out in 1993. Oh. So it's even, wow. even older, but that doesn't make it any better or worse. I just, I just think it's just. So, I think sonically, I mean, Chris, when, yeah, when, Pat, the thing is, you're saying it as it's your favorite album. I'm just which saying, is fine. I said, Chris, when was the last time in, the, in 2020 you can't? When put it was in the last list? time you sat and listened to Doggy Style, bro? Uh, to be honest, I don't think I ever have. After this recording, or tomorrow, whatever, please, I want you to sit there, yeah, get the album out. As I get the album out, like you're just gonna open your cupboard and there's just like a bunch of yeah, vinyl it's not, it's there. Not 993, it's not 993 anymore. <laughs> Use the CD drive on your CDJ, <laughs> buy the CD, listen to Doggy Style. I might have to concede this because I feel like it's a bit two against one and democracy. But I no, feel like I, if I, you I, listen to it, you would it's understand. It's just too old, I think. It's just so old. It doesn't sound old though, and that's the problem. Hey, look. To do the greatest hip hop album ever is never going to happen. Oh no! Um, this like this list is still wrong because we don't have Wu Tang Clan thirty six chambers in it. No, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, or Beastie Boys, or Run DMC, or you know uh, Eric B and Rakim. Like you got to remember, if it weren't for some of these, you wouldn't have Snoop Dogg. You wouldn't have Drake. Like it's very hard. I think in twenty twenty, I think it. I think everyone can agree that Jay Z, Kanye, Kendrick. Drake, Wayne, but then you got to look at the female rappers, Nicki Minaj. I don't think she's that good. I well, actually rate no. female rappers. In fact, there's that new girl, uh, Trillery Banks. Have you heard her? Yeah, yeah. She's sick. Like, I'm not studying female rappers, but I think Nicki's like the worst one of the bunch, apart from that one verse on uh, Monster. Uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't go that far and say she's the. W- I think her numbers. Out, I think I think out of <laughs> out of like the main roster of all these female rappers, I think in terms of the famous ones, she might be the worst one. Yeah, but let's face it. In in twenty twenty, the only what the the biggest female rappers are what Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Sweetie, City Girls, um, Meg The Stallion. I rate Meg. Meg Meg's hard. Meg yeah, Meg can hold know. it. Meg can hold it. There's not a big pool of female wa- rappers in commercial eye. That is also true, which is why I can be as bold as to say she's the worst. Nah, because you worst. got to remember, she, I just don't think, I think she's again, overhyped. Again, I think if it weren't for a Nikki, there wouldn't be a Cardi B. Mm-hmm. 
because it wouldn't be acceptable for a lot of the stuff that Cardi B says so, or so basically does in records. Guys, what we've confirmed, greatest hip-hop album of all time, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That's it. I think what we can confirm <laughs> is there's certain people, Jay-Z being one of them, Dr. Dre being one of them, Lil Wayne being one of them. If it wasn't for them, there'd be no Eminem, 50 Cent, D12. There'd be no Snoop Dogg as well. Uh, there'd be no Drake or Tiger or Nicki Minaj. And if it wasn't for a Nicki Minaj, it wouldn't be a Cardi B. And if it wasn't for Jay-Z, there'd be no Kanye. And if it wasn't okay, for look, Kanye, I think, I think it, for we the, can go on. And, oh, and yeah. if there was no I Adam think, and Eve, there'd be no one? Like, we'd just be here? I think, <laughs> I, think, I think for the purpose of this podcast, I think I can put it down to five. Just for the purpose of this podcast, and I think for the, we basically what we've basically said is for the purposes of all three of us being wrong, we can make a list that we still we all can make think a list is wrong, five, but is right. Which, which I think is number one, two thousand and five, Doctor Dre. Two thousand and five, Kanye West. <laughs> two thousand and one, sorry, two thousand and one, Doctor Dre. Two thousand and one, Doctor Dre. Number number two, college dropout, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna just switch it here. Number three, get rich or die trying, 50 cent, mm. right? Mm. So number four, Jay-Z, Black. Number five, take care, Drake. That's how I'm going to leave it. I'll, you know what? Actually, I feel like I'll back that. That's like the the best mix in my opinion. Wade's not happy, but none of us are because Doggy Style's not in it and the Carter's not in it and yeah, yeah. whatever. Like when none of us are going to be happy about this because we all think that each other's chang absolute shit. But it's still like it is what it is or what it is. Well, the problem is it's influential in it and it's, it's subjective. That like I grew up on the Carter and um, college dropout. I grew up on Drake. I that's mean, the, that's yeah. the mad thing. It's like who's right? Like we've done. I mean, some so kids nowadays have grew up on H. Where's H in the top five? <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I mean, we've had a whole well, conversation keep- about greatest hip hop albums of all time, and we've not even mentioned like Public Enemy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so hard. I, I, I think. To do the greatest hip hop album, like the greatest hip hop albums of all time, you most probably start at the back at the oldest and work mm. your way forward. And because obviously if none of them existed, you wouldn't have some of the ones that we have now. I, I um, just want to hmm. p- play a case for Doggy Style just because I found this. Um, oh, to, to this to this day, Doggy Style is still the fastest ever selling hip hop album of all time. Yeah, what would you class as a hip hop album now? So that's, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I still, I think that some of the some of Doggy Style is R and B. I think it's half and half. I think Ain't No Fun is half and half for me. No, it's hip hop. It's pure hip hop. G Funk, that's kind of sound in on that song only is like I'm not saying it's like actually. I'm not saying like oh yeah, if they had Usher on it, it would make it really R and B. But it's like it's like tinkering with it. But yeah, I think this is like basically the hardest topic we've done. Uh, we've only done this because I found this what the, the Rolling Stones article. Um, so I thought for shits and giggles, it would be amazing for us to basically argue for an hour, which is pretty much what we've done. But I mean, it's how podcast goes. It, this is basically got to be the most frustrating podcast we've done. <laughs> this is like, yeah, guys, yeah, episode. We've got to double digits now and this is the end. Like this, we are <laughs> finished now. Pretty much, but it's 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 um it's a frustrating topic because we've all got different opinions because we all grew up slightly different with different interests and musical influences X Y and Z. Like, there's no way we're going to come to an agreement on the greatest. 
but it's just never going to happen. And the, pro- think, the thing is, no yeah, one God. else is. <laughs> not oh, just no. us. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But uh, I think we've got maybe together between us three, a collective top 15, maybe? We've got a top 15. I think yeah. if, if, you I think go back if we made a podcast. top 10, we could come as a close top 10. And like against any other 10 albums, it would probably stand up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, I'd agree mm. with that. What can uh, we're you never do? gonna agree on this. Uh are we how are we doing? Are we nearly done? Do you reckon? I, I think we should I think, I think so. we should call it quits because I feel like I'll just be shouting doggy style for the next fifteen minutes if we carry on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, all this is gonna be. It's gonna be me back in doggy style and then Wade's like, Yeah, but the Carter and then that's basically yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's literally me and Pav going back and forth to Chris while the Carter and Doggy Style should make a top five. Chris has but got loads of listening to do this week, mate. I'm sending him everything. <laughs> well, look, I, I think it's fair to say before I uh, do the outro that Doggy Style and the Carter would make a top ten. Oh, without doubt, like top five so is we, like is close. Yeah, can we all agree as a No Drinks in the Booth podcast collective that? Them albums would mostly make would make our top ten. Chris, as long as you agree, you have to throw a Drake one in there too. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, then we have, obviously, got obviously Pop Smoke will be number ten because from why not? Well, he'd be well, number one. Joe, well, Pop, <laughs> the Pop Smoke album is a fantastic album. Just just putting that out there. I'm not saying it's got to be in this list, but it's a fantastic album. And on no, that note, yeah. should we say our goodbyes? Yeah, let's big go. up for listening. Okay, as always, from Chris, Pav, and myself, thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the Spotify playlist, the YouTube playlist, where you can hear all the songs from our reviews. Make sure you hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at No Drinks in the Booth. Don't forget you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you can watch us on YouTube. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, share with your nan, all the good stuff and on that note i think that's everything thanks for listening peace